Welcome to Everybody Wants Something, a Degrassi podcast where two black millennials recap every episode of Degrassi from junior high to next class. Because why not? I'm your host, Sonique. And I'm your other host, Lauren. Let's jump in. We're back. We're back, everyone. It's officially spooky season on the pod. It is. I know. I feel like um, Monster Mash has been playing <laughs> nonstop in my brain. Did you see that tweet um, that was like, I I officially um, removed Monster Mash from all playlists on my phone? Like that. No. <laughs> all my Spotify Why'd they playlists. remove it? Because it's like, I can do like Monster Mash like once a season. That's just my preference. Um mm. But more than once, I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I'm going to play Monster Bash at my wedding. <laughs> I mean, I will gladly do the Monster Mash. I don't really know what the Monster Mash is. Um, graveyard Smash. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Hendrix likes the Monster Mash, too. He's, he's anyway, um, how are you doing, Lauren? I'm doing well. I'm currently on the end of a week-long holiday. It is National Week here in China, um, and it's basically like the, I would say, the maybe like the July 4th Independence Day of China, but you get a whole week mm. off, which is like... Oh, sick. I know. America, what are we doing with our patriotism? Like, let's step it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fake fans, man. We should We should get the whole month of July off. God, I, I wish love. we were like Europeans and like oh my God. got like so many weeks. I'm so jealous of like pretty much mm. everyone outside of the United States who gets like tons of vacation time. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's truly really Though I do know I do work fully remote. So technically I could like go on no, vacation. Because it's like, yeah, but like, do I want to work on vacation? Like when I'm on no. vacation, I don't want to be like strapped to my computer. I want to genuinely just be like running free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. feel the same. But what have you been doing for National Week? What do people do? Um, usually it's like a big travel week because um, you get full like seven days off. Um, but your girl is broke. <laughs> I am waiting for that first full paycheck after starting a new job in China. You only get yeah. paid once a month. Um, so I'm really like I'm on the countdown. I've got four more days. Um, <laughs> till, till that paycheck drops. So I did not travel anywhere. Um, but it's been good. My introvert itself has been like really having fun. It's been cooler and kind of rainy. So I've been like inside mm-hmm. on my couch, cooking, drinking wine and just like living my best life. So, um, I don't tell everyone that because people are like, oh, you stay at home. And I'm like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but I actually love it. Staying at home is like, I don't understand. You know, maybe because like we're, we're both introverts. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's, so we understand this more. And I think people misunderstand like introversion means like, oh, you don't like going out. It's like, no, I like going out. But I yeah. just need to like also balance that with like being a hermit. Uh-huh. And it's fun. Like, it's so fun to just be like, I'm just going to hang out alone. Yeah, you got to, like, 
they'll get twisted. Like, we make plans. Like, I, like, plan out my yeah. day of, like, what am I going to eat? That's usually the big priority. What what meals are is this day going to consist of? What comfy clothes <laughs> am I going to wear? What am I going to be watching for that day? Let me get my mm-hmm. setup, get the temperature just right in the apartment. Yeah, get my blankets, because every my socks on. <laughs> hermit days aren't always the same. Because no. especially, like, I think I think what you watch really sets the tone. Oh, Sometimes yeah. it's like I'm just gonna deep dive YouTube and uh-huh. watch YouTube videos all day. Sometimes it's like I'm going to, like, I know my favorite thing is like I'm gonna watch period dramas. So I want to oh, feel yeah. really cozy. I'm like I'm just gonna watch some Jane Austen and just mm-hmm. like <laughs> speak in a British accent all day. <laughs> Sometimes I want a scary day and I watch horror movies. Someday. Uh-huh. Sometimes you want a sad day and you watch just Hotel Rwanda, just terribly sad films. Or if it's the two of us, we like, I want a good, All like, day. depressing documentary day. Like, I want a few yes. back to back depressing documentaries. I want a documentary about the Catholic Church, and that's what I'm going to do. Oh, <laughs> speaking of documentaries, um, not to brag or whatever. Are you in a documentary? Um, adjacent. Uh,. <laughs> Not really. Let me, let me like really give the details of it. Um, so there's okay. a new docu series, um, about the way down from HBO, about the like weight loss religious cult. Have you heard Ooh. about it or seen it? No. Wait, is that the one with the lady with the big hair? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture of, of like I think of the <laughs> of the poster for it. And I was like, who the yeah. fuck? <laughs> Who's this? Yeah, it's- I mean, major trigger warning for like um, disordered eating, eating disorders, uh, diet culture, uh, religious trauma, all the abuses, <laughs> all the abuses make a trigger trigger warning. But my little connection to the doc is that um, the church slash cult that I grew up in, going <laughs> for most of my life in the university that I went to is affiliated with the church that the woman that then created the weight loss cult grew up in as well. So, Oh my God. The You're church, like cult adjacent. Yes. The church of Christ, the churches of Christ, um, which is what I grew up in, uh, non-denominational shout out to any of my former or current COC, um, people out there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a cult that creates cults apparently. And I'm like, look at me. <laughs> it's the cult within the cult. <laughs> Is the cult before the cult? <laughs> yes. It's funny though because they had like people like talking about it, and they had like some clips because it was like a big like the kind of premise of this. It started out as a kind of like Bible study, like uh, a Bible study kind of like program that was kind of distributed throughout churches in the U.S. And so they would have they had like clips of like Church of Christ like Wednesday night services like. Mm-hmm. And, I was, and it's been a while since I've like seen it or been around that in so long. And I was like watching it in the in the lens of like this is a cult on a television show, and I was like, that's pretty accurate. And yeah, it is pretty cult like. It's very. <laughs> uh, I love a good cult documentary. Mm-hmm. Cults yeah, are just good. like. I mean, they're tale as old as time, and mm-hmm. if you're lucky, sometimes your cult becomes a mainstream religion like Christianity exactly <laughs> if you hit the jackpot <laughs> but yeah there's We're only legit. three thanks constantine give us that tax deduction constantine thanks for making this the religion of rome 
Thanks, hon. That's what they were doing. They just did a shimmy. Because we're not called anymore. We're real religion. Ah! And they're like tunics and shit. Um, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, I feel like early Christians were like so lame. They were not wearing, the togas were too cool. They were like tunics and just like, oh, just yeah. doing the most. And like other Romans were just like, can you let us have this bacchanalia and just have fun? <laughs> you know what I just realized? Um, Christianity is, was just formed and created by the people that weren't invited to the orgies. Mm-hmm. Basically. And they're like, mm, we're petty. We're going to start a religion that says all of this is wrong. And you can't be in our club because you wouldn't let us in, our, in your club. You, you, yeah, I'm going to have my own club. Okay, own club. You can't be in it. It's going to be more boring. <laughs> it's literally it. Or like Puritans. Like, I always like to remind people that like, our country was literally built by the people who were too strict for Europe in the 17th century. And we're like, and they were like, you guys need to leave. You guys are really no fun. <laughs> Y'all born as hell. Please, please go to the, go to the new world. We don't know what's there, but just go, yeah. go there. Like, just do whatever you're going to do over there. Little do they know. Will you the reframe our history not as like people looking for religious freedom and as losers who couldn't fucking hang? Mm-hmm. It makes our whole history makes way more sense. It does. Very much so. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I like this. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being like a 17th century person? Well, no, not even 17th century, right? Because... Like when we Columbus six, came, but, I mean, okay, but the pilgrims yeah, were more yeah. like early 1600s. Can you imagine being a 1700 like British person? Like literally, you like you burned witches not that long ago, but you've kind of stopped. Like you're not really doing it anymore. You guys are like, okay, well, we got to, we can't keep doing this. Like this is, <laughs> there's hardly any women left. We we can't keep burning them. But like <laughs> you're still pretty strict about most things. And then there's other people who are more strict to the point where you're like, y'all are a drag. Yeah. Can you imagine being like, you're, you're like doing best, too much. You're like bestie, like gets married, like finds the love of her life, and then like he becomes a Puritan. So it's like she gets dragged into it too, and she gets dragged off to America. And like your bestie that you're like out drinking with and like playing, wearing like poker. colorful clothes with because you're wearing like, you're doing the collars, you're doing like the, fun, the yeah. fun fashions of the day. And then one day she shows up and she's wearing all black. <sighs> you're like, who died? <laughs> no one? You're just choosing to wear morning clothes. And your, like, rager friend is, like, now, like, gone clean or gone clear or whatever. <laughs> like, it's, like, really Oh, my God. That's actually like a hilarious, like, sketch idea. I'm like, what did you hear about Mary? She goes by Mercy's own. What is that? That's not a name. Oh, God. <laughs> Under thy father's eye is her son's name. That's not a name. We do John. We do Joseph. We don't do that. It makes so much sense for the way that, like, why British people are the way they are. And they're you know like, what her daughter's name is? Her, na- her daughter's name is Run From Temptation. It's one name, and there's just hyphens. <laughs> <laughs> God bless the USA. <laughs> anyway, can we, let's, let's hear, I didn't even say how I'm doing, I'm fine. Let's hear from our listeners, though. I'm more interested in hearing about that. Mm-hmm. nothing new over here just go on yes oh my god yes but please listeners let us know what cult did you grow up in are you in a cult please get out and uh yeah send us a fun cult call your dad. Call your dad 
Exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of our listeners, uh, you ready for some shout outs? Yes. Okay. Um, Always. For any new listeners out there, you can follow us and contact us and all the social media that is listed in the description down below of this podcast that you're currently listening to. Um, but, uh, yes, we got a lot of cool, fun shout outs on our Instagram, EWS pod. Um, uh, let's see from one listener. Let's see. I just took screenshots. Okay. So we've got one listener who we read a message from them a few, um, episodes back but they've been consistently mm-hmm. um engaging with us on past posts because they're starting from old episodes and listening to the present um and nice. i want to let you know sonique that um steve wants to congratulate you on your engagement <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the conversation steve so, thank you <laughs> but but steve thank has really you, been steve. really been cool they've been really engaging and shouting us out um it's steve from australia so shout out to you steve <clears throat> down under <laughs> but i just thought that would be funny but like congratulations on your engagement girl <laughs> <laughs> um okay so we've got a message um we had a good message um, so someone was listening back to our episode, uh, first episode we did of Next Gen, and mm-hmm. um, I just have to read this message. So they said, I discovered your pod via an episode of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast, um, which prompted me to Yay. start Next Gen, which, you know, our girl Sonique, our co-host Sonique was on there. Um, so mm-hmm. welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thank you. But uh, which prompted me to start Next Gen from the beginning and augment it with your podcast. And I'm almost done with your recap of the first episode. First of all, I'm Gen X who casually watched the OG. In college, my roommate was Canadian, so we used to use it as a punchline. I discovered Next Gen in the reruns in 06 and 07 and since then have watched almost every episode. The very first season, so I was not disappointed that it wasn't about the OGs. I do have some issues <laughs> with the dates, and I hope you will understand. There was a 10-year reunion of the class. Okay, I'm going to skip ahead. They were kind of recapping some years about uh, some reunions that happened. But mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite part of this message um, is that uh, they were talking about uh, when, quote-unquote, Jordan was in the hotel room and was, like, bringing a pizza for apparently several people Uh, um uh obviously there was no other people but (laughs) but this person said also regarding quote-unquote jordan's pizza box it was more like a personal pan pizza size (laughs) it was very small (laughs) yes it's like oh my gosh yes but so good that should have been the red flag red flag number one he got that like like, free pizza he's like they're hungry up there It's like, there's, there's like one slice. It's like a single slice. It's a jumbo slice. What are you talking about? It's a, it's a D, DC 24-hour jumbo slice pizza from U Street. I must have. Okay. um, We've got one more review that I wanted to shout this person out. We got a new review just this past week. So the Aww. review says... 
So glad I found this podcast. Lauren and Sneak are so funny, and I love the tangents. Also, Lauren has the best, most contagious laugh. And I just want to say, I'm reading that you verbatim. Do. I did not just give myself that compliment. <laughs> Lauren is so sexy. Mm-mm-mm. I want to start kiss adding her. all these edits to every review I read on the podcast. <laughs> Lauren is a genius. Yeah. <gasps> What's that? How nice. <laughs> yeah, it's true that you do have a very infectious laugh, though. Oh, sorry. Last last shout out I wanted to give, which just happened today, and I think you would really get a kick out of it. So there was a um, poster that was made, or I guess a kind of meme um, that is, um, oh my gosh, I literally forget her name. The the powerful one in the craft, the one that eventually goes crazy. Nancy Downs. Nancy. Sorry. Yes. Do not <laughs> disrespect. I know I should should have honestly Googled that before even asking you. Um, Literally, I'm getting her her face tattooed on my breast. (laughs) So I think I need it. Someone, (laughs) um, uh, so someone made up basically like a meme of like Nancy um, in front of or in behind like a craft dinner ad. Um, (laughs) Someone commented. in the post and said mentioned us and was like this is actually Kerwin's craft dinner because <laughs> they've mentioned several times katie <laughs> katie's actually just a spell that um she like she cooks craft dinner in a cauldron you know now i am looking at tattoos from like the craft i'm like i should get a craft like not of nancy but like i want to get like from the movie Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to do it. Yes. We are the weirdos, mister. Should I get that tattooed? Oh, that's a good one. That's perfect. I mean, I, I tell um, everyone to get every tattoo they ever think of, so. I might do it. Next time you see me, I might have it on my forehead. Okay. Hey. Um, But thank you all so much for reaching out. As you, we've already said, you can reach out to us through EWS Pod and Instagram. Also, go ahead and leave a review. Um, tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, we are chugging along because today we are doing the se- season two finale of Degrassi, The Next Generation. And next week we'll be doing season three, which is wild. Oh, we are God. going. We'll be right back after a quick break. Um, this week we covered the two-parter, Tears Are Not Enough which is a is sad it's a sad episode in part one craig's dad returns to his life and craig doesn't know if he can handle with his dad's pressure to move back home but when the unspeakable happens that might not be a choice meanwhile jt agrees to be liberty's date to the dance but only if she tutors him and in part two when his father dies craig seems happy especially with the year-end dance coming up however he finds out getting over is it getting over it is harder than he thought after making a scene at the dance, Craig disappears into the halls where Terry consults him. Meanwhile, Paige and Spinner run for Luau King and Queen, but Jimmy convinces Hazel to join him and go against them out of spite. Ugh, what, what a what a two parter, honestly. Because mm-hmm. was it the yeah. the season premiere was when Doves Cry, right? Yes. Oh my God. Because mm-hmm. season and that was. Um, that was Craig's episode, so I think it's very apt that we begin and we end with Craig this season. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. 
Yeah, great. this episode is amazing. If I'm not mistaken, um, the actor Jake Epstein, who played Craig, might have won a. I think I mentioned it last week. He won a Gemini Award. Yeah, or something for his role because he he really he's fucking amazing in this. He's very talented actor. I think he's on Broadway now. Look at him. Mm-hmm. He's been person. consistently, he's been consistently working since he left the show, like on television and stage work. Like, so he's got, like, he's a working actor. So good for him. Um, shall we start? Shall we? Let's go in. Let's do it. So um, it's the end of the year. <laughs> which, the first thing I found I noted was like it's the I was like. I, I forgot that it was the end of year. I thought it was like, oh, is this like winter break? Because you can see their breath. And it's like summer. I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> Which I mean, it clearly was filmed not summer, but it's just like mm-hmm. funny. And I just like to think that Canada literally is just freezing all the time. It's like, oh, it's almost summer. And they're like literally in coats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's the end of uh, year finals and um, everyone's stressing out about it. Um, Craig is leaving. He's with Ashley and Sean which I guess he's still friends with Sean. Um, They're leaving school, and that's when his dad, Albert, shows up in his nice car. Um, Chills, because that guy's terrifying. Um, Craig is, like, really surprised. He's like, oh, like, what are you doing here? And um, Albert, the dad, is just like, yeah, he just wants to see how he's doing. He wants to meet his friends. He's he's putting on the whole, like, nice dad show. Uh Um, Ashley introduces herself. Um, and Sean spits. <laughs> I love Sean. Sean's like, Sean is a ride you. or fucking die. Mm-hmm. He's like, she spit on the ground. I'm like, damn. Right. Also, like, Ashley, I, I thought it was kind of, I mean, I am just going to admit it. I'm, I think I'm just never going to recover from my, like, Ashley hating like phase i'm just yeah. i'm always gonna hate on her um but the way she like introduced she like inserted herself and like introduced herself to her dad as if it was like a business like um networking type like meetup yeah I was like, ma'am what are you doing does do we know if does ashley know about the abuse no because i feel like she was kind okay. of uh that's when she <laughs> i think she's probably very confused about like why sean like spit at this man's feet and okay. I think like she as like as she's kind of talking to Craig afterward, and I think maybe hearing from someone else later, she kind of like kind of pieces things together that like things aren't good. Um, mm. I don't know if she okay. really realizes exactly what is going on. Okay, that, that, well we can kind of maybe forgive her a little bit. I think she's oh yeah, she doesn't know. You know, I'll, I'll get you know Ashley has a lot. We can hate Ashley a lot, but it's like. <laughs> she doesn't realize you know what's going on oh yeah i'm not blaming Um, her for like not realizing how bad this man is i think it's just weird like can you imagine like one of your friends like introducing themselves to your like parent that way it'd be weird (laughs) that's i don't need to know you if i wanted them to know you i would introduce you exactly (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so um after that happens um albert's like yeah, you know, like I'll I can drive you to Joey's house. Like he's just he's really trying to insert himself back into Craig's life, and it's like really just like manipulative because it's like, why are you trying to pretend like we last time we saw each other wasn't after you like beat the shit out of me and I ran away yeah. and tried to like basically tried to kill myself. Like exactly. what the fuck, you know? 
But Craig is like, no, I'm good. And he's like, he wants to meet up with him for dinner. Um, And Sean's like, are you like going to really do this? Like, don't like, he's like, this is not a good idea. Like, do not even fuck with him. Um, But Craig doesn't respond because he's, he's considering it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, um, wait, what's the guy's name? The actor's name? You just said it. Jake Epstein. I feel like the way that Jake Epstein portrays this role is so good in this, these mm-hmm. these two parts, um, but especially the kind of like very um, real vulnerability that like a child can go through with this kind of like back back and forth of like you're a child, so you want you know your parent to be your parent and just be normal, mm-hmm. and so the the kind of like glimmer of a sign that they're maybe like doing that for you can be like really like tempting uh, rightfully so and Mm -hmm. even though all the shit that literally you know you've already been through with them yeah yeah i mean that's absolutely true Mm -hmm. um this is the daddy issues episode and i can relate so like (laughs) but yeah it's it's like he's definitely like um I think he really, the actor really understands like the complexity of the situation that it's not just like, ew, my abusive dad. It's it's like, yeah, but also he's like my dad. I, I you know, mm-hmm. it's complicated. The whole episode is like a th- it kind of existing in a very like weird gray area. Um, but the next morning, Craig is is studying, and Joey's house is kind of a mess. Um, Angela is like, I'm sorry, the actress. I know that she's like a little kid. Kid actors are annoying. <laughs> they're so like, annoying. Because they're just like, I don't know. I feel like ch- child actors are kind of like the worst part of ch- children, which is like the kind of hammy <laughs> aspect of, of being a kid turn mm-hmm. up to 11. And then they're being asked to act. And they're usually not very good. Like unless you're right. Haley Joel Os- Osment, like you <laughs> suck, basically. And But she's like doing this whole like, like, I don't know. I guess she's gonna be like the whining. Sick. Is a I don't, lot. She's like whining and just like, oh my god, this little girl's annoying. Um, Joey is like asking Craig, like, oh, t- you have to take at you know, he has to take Angela to ballet. So Craig needs him to clean up all of this stuff, and then like Angela knocks over some orange juice onto Craig's homework, and then she starts crying. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like what? Like, I mean, we later found out Angie is house. sick. She's she's not feeling well. That's why she's probably acting that way. But it was like, oh, right. why is this little girl doing this? Like, she's too old. <laughs> and, uh, and rightfully so, both Joey and Craig are like, oh my god! It's like, like, oh my god, Angela! Just, like, like what the, the fuck? fuck out on her, <laughs> they can't. Cause I know. She's, she's like, yee, yee. I'm like, what is that? Like, <laughs> it's moments like that where I'm like. Could I ever be a parent? I'm like, oh god. I would definitely think you need to get a grip. <laughs> get it together, Angela. Come on, get it together. For the love of God. Um, but yeah, like so, they they kind of have an argument too because Craig's like, oh, the house is a mess, and Joey's like, why don't you clean up? You want to earn your allowance? Clean up the house. Um, so he's like, but Craig's like, oh, actually, um, I have to study at Sean's house that night so I, I can't come home but we know he's lying um right. we're in science class and like um spinner's joking around and you know talking about miss hasselakis and craig's not having it he's like 
he's stressed out. Like, I guess he's, he's like, he's not really getting the assignment. He like is worried he's going to fail this class. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Ashley's like, are you okay? You know, Ashley's like, Ashley's cabin save a hoe in this episode for sure. <laughs> like that's, so. that's her role. I feel like every episode Degrassi has a captain save a hoe. And like Ash is like fully in it this episode. Yeah, she's like she's like, I volunteer as tribute. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, Sue's so like, Yeah, are you okay? Are you stressing exams? And he's like he's like, No, he's like not really, you know, and and Ashley's like, Okay, like I basically can tell that like you and your dad don't get along. Like, is that what's like causing your stress? And he's like, you know, he admits he hasn't seen his dad in months. And Ashley's like, well, you know, people can change. You never know. You know, again, she still doesn't know the, the severity yeah. of the situation. But, you know, she's doing the thing I think I think is the advice most people would give. They don't – people either are like, yeah, fuck your dad. Don't ever see him again. They're like, well, maybe for Sean. better. Like some optimism. <laughs> she's not spitting on the ground like Sean. Sean could literally know, like, absolutely nothing about the situation. He'd be like, yeah, fuck your dad. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need parents. We're just, we're just, we're just Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn, aren't we? We're just, we're just on the road. Hmm? Yeah. We just got our little, our little satchels. <laughs> riding the rails. Just riding the rails. We love it. <laughs> you know, Sean's always down to ride the rails. Oh, he read Boxcar Children once and he was like, this is the life I want. <laughs> oh my God, Boxcar <laughs> Children. Wow. Why were they living in that boxcar? <laughs> I don't know, but they be, they made it so idealistic that I was like, I want to go live in a boxcar. That sounds so much fun. Because they were like living in a boxcar, but then so, like solved crimes, right? Solved mysteries? I have no idea. I read like the first one and that's it. I just remember like when they like had to like, in my mind, it was like almost like the equivalent of like living in a treehouse where like, you know, kind of like kids having to make it on their own. Very kid nation, if you will. And I was a fan. <laughs> I was a fan. Yeah, so like I'm just I'm, I just found the Wikipedia for Boxcar Children because I actually need to understand I need like understand what that was about. Um, so it's the story of four orphans. Okay, there's only four of them. Oh, I thought there were like ten. <laughs> what I think I thought there were like a bunch. I thought it was like a murder of Boxcar Children. Maybe they children. get other kids in later books or something. Maybe they acquire other children. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually just like stealing kids. Um, <laughs> No, that's a story. Um, it tells us the, the story of four orphan children, Henry, Jesse, Violet, and Benny. They create a home for themselves in an abandoned box car in the forest. They eventually meet their grandfather, who is a wealthy and kind man. Of course. Although the children had believed him to be cruel, the children decide to live with the grandfather who moves the beloved box car to his backyard so they can still use it as a playhouse. Oh, so they don't live there anymore. They start off living there, and then they move in with the grandfather, and like they, they go there to play. Their trauma boxcar, the place more homeless, you brought this here to the mansion? Why would you do that? Okay, also, like, what the fuck was, like, this, like, trope of, like, orphans getting saved by, by rich family members? We have Annie. It's giving Annie. The little princess. We got boxcar children. Remember the little princess? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. I remember that's like my favorite movie. Yeah, and it, it's like, oh, I want to like, like write in wax with my little like, like in my mind, I'm like, oh, I have it. I would have a little poor white girl in the attic with me, and because I'm the black girl, so I would have a poor little white girl that I could save with my stories, you know. <laughs> 
sis was like, I'm sorry that your dad died, but I'm so happy I have company now. Oh my God. Sorry, you're already I mean, with your dad, but I'm glad yeah. I don't have to keep talking to my shadow. Oh, God. And then well, these like, books were written, like, the first edition, like, the first, it first came out by, like, in 1924. And I feel like back then, like, people, like, were, people were just really writing kids. about some, like, weird, sad shit about kids. Um, we we loved, they were like, literal the kids funny thing that is, were orphans. Yeah, there were a lot of orphan content back in the day. Um, Anna Green Gables. I mean, she oh didn't move from like a wealthy Secret family, Garden. but like, yes. Oh my god, yeah. Because like she, the Secret Garden was a good book. I never finished it. Well, they 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 find the garden, and they make it nice, and then the little boy um, is was able to walk too? again. No, so like he, he the Secret Garden is like the one where um, she's like living in India and like. Yeah her parents die in the movie it's from an earthquake in in the um in the book i think it's like a cholera outbreak or there's some kind of outbreak of a disease and her parents die and she survives so then she like moves to england um and she moves like to her uncle's like big old manor house but he's like mad depressed and he like never come like he never we never see him really but, but then we find out she has he has a son who's just been locked away in a room because he has all these, like, ailments and stuff. Because that's right. what they did back then. They just, like, would put their kids in a dark room. They're like, ah, oh, you, uh, you have a crooked finger. Go away. So, like, yeah. um, she finds him and, like, they become friends. And they learn about the secret garden. Which we find out later on is, like, the uncle's, like, wid- like wife who died was a place she yeah. likes to go. So then they, like, start, they start going there and they kind of, like, fix it. And then, like, it, yeah. it's, like, the magic of the garden because then, like, the boy can walk. And I think all he needed was sunlight. Like, it wasn't even, like, he was really sick. I think he just was in a dark room his whole life. <laughs> because as soon as he as soon as soon he goes outside, he's, like, good. Like, yeah, he had a vitamin D deficiency. And, like, the uncle is, like, he finds out. He's, like, furious at first. But then he, like, sees the garden. And he's, like, <gasps> he's, like, my wife and also my son. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh God! Listener, would you listen to a podcast where we just talk about like children's <laughs> literature, <laughs> primarily orphan based, <laughs> orphan based um content? Like, there's no parents here, okay? No parents. No, <laughs> no parents. <laughs> no bra. No panties. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> Okay, so back to the story. Um, back to okay, the real so orphan we, of the story, fucking Craig. <laughs> real orphan. Craig Manning. Um, so in our B plot, um, uh, they're taking an exam, and JD's trying to like look at Liberty's exam, and she like does, yeah. like, you know, she like refuses to help him. Um, and she's like, okay, I can offer to like tutor you though, and but only if you take me to the year end dance, right? Because I mean, Liberty. Liberty. <clears throat> this is not how you get a guy like you. <laughs> no, Liberty, because I am Liberty, um, has watched too many like uh, teen rom coms, and realized that like to get what you want, you basically have to leverage it um, to then mm-hmm. get your date to the dance at the end of the year, um, and so you have to trick them into liking you, uh, basically, and yeah. And then eventually she's gonna take off her glasses, and he's gonna he's gonna realize that Liberty's the one that he wants. 
kiss me mm. <laughs> out on the bearded barley oh my god <laughs> yeah. so, um but he's like oh okay fine i'll do it whatever um after school though craig goes to the hospital to meet up with his dad and um so like before they like they really get to like go off to dinner um mm-hmm. or to like actually just meet up really because i don't think they're going to dinner this night um and they make plans i think another they make plans to, dinner, yeah. to have dinner but like he goes to the hospital and he, uh craig runs into a nurse who's like oh my god like how's boarding school because um homeboys been telling people like yeah craig you know i sent him to boarding school because i'm a very rich doctor that's what that's what happened. Mm-hmm. No child protective services to to do. They have not been here. <laughs> Nowhere to be seen. Also, also, did you notice that? So, like, Craig is walking in. And he is observing his dad working, and his dad like is talking to some woman in the wheelchair who's apparently about to go into surgery, and he's about to perform the surgery. And he does something that no doctor is ever supposed to do. He's like, "You're gonna make a full recovery. I can guarantee it. Nothing is gonna go wrong." And I'm like, "Sir, yeah, no, <laughs> no." As someone who just had surgery and it was like a routine appendectomy, I was still told, like, you know, I mean, I was, I was consulted, like, this is a routine surgery. We do this every day. Um, but though, but they talk in likelihoods. Like, the likelihood of complication yeah. is low, but there is still a possibility you're going under anesthesia things happen shit happens like you could still die but like yeah you can't guarantee that like they're gonna be perfectly that that's not how medicine works sir and i was at a christian hospital we even did a prayer before they did the surgery but they still weren't like you're gonna be fine they were like "Mm -hmm." they were like let's hope for the best and um, if you would we like, can promise you have a priest you. here to give your final rites, just just a heads up. <laughs> it's like, what? I thought this was routine. <laughs> you yeah. said this is a routine appendectomy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, but he's like, oh, like you went to boarding school. But Craig plays along. He's like, yeah, yeah he uh-huh. right. Sure. Um but she's like, oh, it's so great. Like, your dad is was so sad when you were gone. He really loves you. You know, everyone's like, everyone basically knows a very different side of her, his father. So yes. I imagine it's probably a mind fuck for Craig to be like, um, you guys do not know this man. He is a fucking abusive freak. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have they have dinner at, out at the house. And um, Craig is like, okay, like, so what's this about? Like, the boarding school and he admits, Craig's dad admits that, like, yeah, you know, honestly, like, after you left, like, it's been a wake-up call. I've been going to anger management. Like, I'm really trying to get this together and, like, is really hoping that things can change. But there's a moment where Craig, like, he's drinking juice or something. He puts it on the table without a coaster. Mm-hmm. And his dad's, like, ever heard of a coaster or something? And he has this, like, flashback of his dad, like, just coming at him with a belt. Which he doesn't. He's just, like, just he's a coaster. Like, he's not freaking out about it. But it's, like... But it's a moment where Craig is like, well, maybe he has changed. Like, he, you know, he would have beat me before. And now he's just kind of like. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, just it's, it, it, the emotion that that he's obviously going through in his mind is very, um, very real. And I feel like he does a good job of portraying it. Um, mm-hmm. I also questioned again, why does this top-notch surgeon have so much free time to be like 
at home with his child helping with his homework helping with his homework making another roast making another crown roast like those take hours (laughs) (laughs) what happened to that lady did you even did she survive she's probably dead like (laughs) he probably has so many medical malpractice suits like behind him he's just like he's dr death (laughs) yeah that's what happens when you have nationalized health care the doctors aren't as good i'm kidding that's not true <laughs> but you know like the you know someone's like, like see uh-huh see, you have universal health care the doctors can just kill you and still have a job <laughs> like that literally happens in our fucked up health care system already please give it to us oh, for yeah. free and give us the excuse that it's for free so what what do they owe us <laughs> i know they still kill you and they make it and send you a bill to your family it's like well not, are you gonna pay for this because i know they died but those scalpels are expensive um <laughs> do you know how much scalpels cost pay up baby um so <laughs> like you, yeah didn't you pass like a collection um pan at your church at the memorial service you can just send us that yeah <laughs> we'll take that yeah, you you can cremate him. You don't you don't need funer- a full funeral cost. Like just do funerals are expensive. Just send us the Save your money, give it to us. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Joey is at home with Angela, and because um, Angela had to leave early because she was running a fever, so she actually is like sick. And Joey's like mm-hmm. annoyed because he's like the house is messy, and he's like, you know, where have you been? And Craig lies, and he's like, yeah, I was I was studying. We got caught up studying whatever. And um, Joey's like, you really need help around here. Like, you know, you can't just like be like chilling and doing nothing. And yeah. Craig is kind of like, oh, well, you know, well, I need to study for my exam. So, bleh. Um, and Joey's like, I mean, yeah, I guess. But like, you know, you need to help out more. Yeah. I don't know why Joey is so under like stress. It's like there's you have one little kid. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. He, he's acting like <laughs> like there's so many children. It's like you have one five year old. Let's see. How long has his wife been have been gone? <laughs> She's been dead. <laughs> like, like, when, when they're long like, enough for like, Angela to give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um. Fuck. What's her name? Lucy was like, um, yeah, aren't Lucy you over like, that? It's been two weeks. It's time to get back on the horse. Um. <laughs> I'm like wondering if he's like finally just like it's like I guess he has moments where he catches up with them. Um. But I'm just like Joey. I, when did like. Jo- Craig just got here so you're acting all like I mean Craig should help I mean you live at someone's house you right. should help out but it's like he's acting like Ugh. like when Craig wasn't here what were you doing like why is it like good question good question <laughs> Oof. yeah no thank you I can't can you imagine being a teenager and having like a little sip like a little sibling around the house like that yeah you're like expected to basically like be a parent too. <sighs> Like, can you pick her up from school today? I'm working late. It's like, uh, <laughs> this is not my job. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not my child. Like, I did not have this baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So, um. So, but I, you know, they're they're but the reason they're trying to show, like, oh, maybe maybe Craig will be happier. Like, your dad's house is pretty quiet. No little kids running around. It's, it's clean. Like, maybe you want to. Maybe you do want to go back over there. Um. He shows up to his, his, um, oh, I think I actually, um, 
I jumped ahead. I mentioned the coaster thing. This actually happens after the Joey scene. But anyway, coaster oh. happens, you know, freaks out and, you know, whatever. But he is but he is thinking like things might be improving maybe with mm-hmm. his dad. Um, meanwhile, JT is um, is not thrilled about having to go to dance with Liberty. And he's talking to Toby and Toby's just like, well, that's your that's your girl now. That's your wife. Toby's like, Toby's like, I've got a girlfriend and I don't really understand this struggle anymore. So he's like, yeah, I don't really understand. Like, I mean, like I heard dating's hard, but like, eh, I don't have to do it. So <laughs> sorry. Um, JT would rather go to Paige, go with Paige. But um, Toby's like, that's like literally like in your dreams, buddy, and not happening. Exactly. Um, so he's thinking like maybe, you know, I'll like use Liberty basically pass the exam and dump her and take Paige. And I'm like, <laughs> Aside from just being a really mean plan, why do you think that would work? Exactly. Why do you think Paige would go with you? Um, <laughs> He's like, I really stuck up for, for her against her rapist. And I don't know. I might have it in. <laughs> just like yeah. classic misogyny. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, like Liberty shows up and she's like pumped. for. She's like, you know, they're studying. And she's like, should I wear a gown? I'm sure just I'm sure to choose what, dress, what gown to wear. He's like, it's a luau. Like, why are you wearing a gown, weirdo? do you prefer chartreuse or coral it's like um, what's your favorite color he does not know what chartreuse is no i honestly in, <laughs> My... the, in the context i would not know unless they said another color with it i would probably think i'm like is that a fabric or a color i would like get confused in my head so my sister and I, and this might not be funny to anybody because it might just be like a funny thing that you had to be there but chartreuse always makes me laugh because one time my sister and i were at this store and this woman was like looking for something and she like she held up like a shirt to my sister and she's like what color would you call this right and my sister was like i don't know like maybe like a chartreuse and she's like chartreuse chartreuse what's that i think she'd never heard the word before and she was like and she was like yeah like chartreuse like that's like the color and she's like chartreuse i like the sound of that chartreuse and literally since then like it's been years every so often we see like chartreuse they'd be like chartreuse <laughs> I just, why does it sound like a line out of the color purple or something with like, Hoppa? Hoppa, who that? Hoppa, chartreuse. Hoppa, who this woman? She wearing chartreuse. <laughs> so literally, whenever I hear that word or I see the color chartreuse, I just go chartreuse. I mean that's. I can like I can imagine you like in like the racks at like Sears or something or like JC Penney. Yeah, is it like TJ <laughs> Maxx or something? Just, yes, <laughs> But that could that. that could easily be me where I'm like, ooh, yeah. Like I feel like someone would be like hyping me up by like suggesting the color chartreuse. I'm like, ooh, they think I'm fancy. I know chartreuse. Oh, <laughs> mm. chartreuse. I don't know if that's even French. It looks French to me. Uh, anyway, oh gosh, that needs but to be she's like drag name. chartreuse. Yes, from the house of chartreuse. Oh my god! Uh, chartreuse, honey, Davenport. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> from the house of Davenport. Anyway, um, <laughs> so. <laughs> so um, it's actually kind of sad though because when they're talking about the dresses he's like it's just a luau and she's like yeah she's like I know it's not a real date like I'm like oh Liberty I know <laughs> she just wants like she just wants a boy to like her like you know she's, who hasn't like she, oh, 
she is just like, give me, I just want to be seen with a boy possibly brushing shoulders at a, at a date format. Like that's, I made it. I made it in life. Yeah. I had this weird dream last night that I was like, I think I was thinking about you. I was at this like pool, but I was mm-hmm. in China. I think as you talk oh about going God. to the pools, so I was like at a pool and then these guys were like trying to hit on me and I was like not interested because then they were doing drugs. Like they were just doing drugs openly and I was like, <laughs> no, Dude, I don't know why I thought about this, but I was just like, I think, I think in the dream I was like flattered. I was like, ooh, they're interested. But then I was like, oh, but you're doing drugs. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know that meme where it's like <laughs> some like middle-aged white man approaching like a black woman in a pool and she's like <laughs> yeah. desperately trying to get over it. I remember there was like, there's been a few times, because I think almost every time I've been to the pool in China, like I'm with like at least one other black person, if not like a group of black people. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember like at least once like someone will try like swim up to us, like kind of drunk, like Trying to be like, oh, hey, guy, where are you guys from? Huh? What are you guys up to? And it's like, oh, my God. It's literally that meme. Like, oh, my God. Is it like, is it usually like a white person or is it like? Oh, yeah. Always like a white person, uh, like most likely a white European. um, Yeah. Like very. (laughs) I'm just like, why? 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 You You know, it's like the only time they've ever spoken to black people is when they're drunk at a pool in China. Or they like they love going to the hip hop clubs. So like, I get you guys. I can relate. <laughs> they like have no black. They've never met a black person in real life outside of like. White Europeans are so fascinating to me because it's like, oh my God. you're all you're you all come from the same ancestor of white supremacy, <laughs> but like you know, it's a different color of it. It's interesting. It's just interesting to be like, okay, yeah, like, yeah. Especially if they like find out it's like a black American. It's like ooh, hip hop. <laughs> just like Beyonce being like ah like on TV yeah seeing it's people's like... reactions to black people like around the world is weird I remember we went to like um Thailand we got mm. my sister and I got a lot of comments not like yeah. rude or anything but just kind of like a lot of like Beyonce Rihanna like, yeah. they, just, they would just like say things or like my hair got touched or like mm-hmm. I was like oh my but I, mean, I wasn't mad because, like, I think you, you just generally just ha- probably just never see black people or rarely see black people. So it's like, yeah. And also, surprising. like, you're a black person in, like, you're usually the only black person in an environment already. So you already know that you're, like, getting the stares. And so it's like, mm-hmm. when it's audible, you're like, yeah, I was waiting for this. <laughs> I'm like, I am Beyonce. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, anyway, they're at, they're doing the exam and thanks to his dad, Craig is actually is doing well. He's like, he's killing yeah. that exam. Um, JT is also, you know, he's, he's killing it too. Like on the, both, both of these guys are like, wow, studying does help. Um, <laughs> the power of studying. Um, so we're in the hallway and JT's happy and he, I think he's running on the high of probably passing an exam for the first time in his life that he decides yeah. to ask Paige. He's going to ask Paige to the dance. But before he can answer, Liberty shows up and she's like, oh my God, congrats. She like, hugs him and stuff. And um, it, she's he's like trying to kind of brush her, brush him off. But like, yeah, he realizes he can't like in good faith ask Paige to the dance in front of Liberty. So he like gives in. It's like, can you actually help, you know, Liberty choose an outfit for the dance? And she's like, oh my God, hun. Like for a second there, I thought you were going to ask me. And then she laughs. 
Which is is kind of nice. It's like, oh, JT's growing, you know? Yeah. I think an older JT would have definitely asked her, regardless of if the liberty was right there. But he's like, it's like you can't do that yeah. to, to her. Most definitely. Uh, yeah, you definitely can't. Um, so Craig and Ashley leave school, and they're, like, excited that, you know, basically like he passed the exam they're like summer he's like is is, is on this is when they see we see their breath they're like two whole months of summer and as he said that there's just his breath just coming <laughs> oh my honey it's a smooth january right now like <laughs> yep. but i feel like as a kid as an american kid i would have been like wow can't it's so cold like there's it would, summer i don't think it occurred cold. to me that they just filmed at a different <laughs> year time oh, of year yeah. i'm like whoa it's freezing up there. Because yeah. I'm like, when it's summer for us, we're wearing shorts. We're wearing shorts, guys. <laughs> like, like, in whoa. our mind, like, we're in Australia versus, like, the rest of the world. <laughs> it's not like they're, like, not even that far from us. And I'm like, whoa. It is the Great White North. I guess that's why they call it that. Yeah. yeah. Also, polar um, bear. <laughs> that's, okay, slight question <laughs> to our Canadian listeners. Um, there is a textbook I was using for one of my classes that was talking about um, basically like, the change of the world climate and like in the deforestation and all the shit. And they were talking about how like obviously polar bears are losing their home, but like they're searching for so much food that they're like they've started to like walk up to people's houses that are like far north enough for them to reach canadian listener have you witnessed like a polar bear like or do you live close enough near to a place where like polar bear because like where we like in maryland like i think think they're talking like way way up north though but like but the pictures i saw there was no snow on the ground like it was like it was just the ground And like it was this, in the suburbs and the polar bear was like approaching the trash cans and i was like what the fuck yeah i need to know what part of canada this is because it has to be like like northern territories like oh yeah like up there but there's still people that live there can you imagine oh, yeah. you know because every so often i mean that happens here zero. though hmm? have you seen life below zero no it's one of those, it's one of those TV shows where I'm like I don't know why I watch so many like survival wilderness shows but I do, um yeah it's like people that like live like where like there's like a month of the year where there's no sunlight like people choose to oh. live there yeah they're always white um but <laughs> yeah I'm very curious listener if you have been to this part of Canada, if you are from this part of Canada, or am I possibly looking at a photoshopped photo, which is possible. Mm. I want to put it past the but Chinese. The, but that happens here too, though. It's like, I mean, it's not um, polar bears, but like the more that we encroach in like wildlife, oh, yeah. they just show up. We, you always see those yeah, videos where like a person, a bear just like in someone's yard. It's like, yeah, they're kind of just doing bear things, you know, doing bear things, <laughs> running around looking for food. <laughs> Exactly. Stop cutting down the trees, guys. Bears won't come to your house. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, so Polar Bear walks through the scene. Um, But uh, Craig asks um, Ashley to the dance. And before she can say yes, like, the Albert shows up. He's like, oh, how's the exam? And, like, he's like, oh, hi, Amber. Like, he, like, gives, like, totally misnames her. I'm like, her name's Ashley. It's not hard to remember. It's a simple name. It's really not. 
He's a good fuck. He's a narcissist. So he's just like, hi, weird girl in black. He's lucky she didn't, he didn't say that. He's like, mm. yeah. He's also like a man that's like always in a suit, which I judge. And uh, I mean, everything we know about his character, like obviously is aiding to the fact that he's like an abusive, narcissistic person. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that he like drives a convertible um, and wears a suit all the time. It's unnerving to me. And wears um, what looks like expensive glasses. He looks like a serial killer. Oh, he, he like, he loves and thrives off of like his like uh, eyeglasses place uh, selling and uh, having designer glasses. Oh, yes. And he gets he the, has to have like designer the biggest frames. logo. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, this will be, this will be class. This will be wealth. He's like, mm, j'adore Dior. He's like very. <laughs> he's like very. He just makes sure people know that, like, he. I have money. I have money and time to make roasts for my son. You know, he doesn't oh live God. here. He's still just making those roasts, even though Sean Craig does not live there. He's just making these elaborate dinners for himself. <laughs> Loser. Um, yeah. But um, Albert's like, yeah, let's have dinner again tonight. And uh, Craig is like, oh, I have to babysit. But Albert like gets him to like basically talks him into doing it anyway um at home craig is like trying to play video games but angela's like read it again greg read it again I'm like, oh my god like Oof. Ah! i want to shake Poor, her i mean um, god bless craig he's really struggling i know he's like a single dad <laughs> um she like um guilt him so she has we found out she has chicken pox that's why she's she's been home mm-hmm. um the phone rings and Joey is going to be late um, or for to come to the house. So Craig is like, oh, God, like, I, I can't stay out of plans. But, like, he has to stay, basically. So as a result, he ends up showing up to the restaurant late. And his dad is, like, very, like, he's, he's very upset. Edge. He's on edge. He's It's creeping out. That fucking narcissism. Yeah, yeah he's being How dare you make him with, wait. Like, the waitress. Mm-hmm. It's like, She's I trying to do her you. job. <laughs> Can you imagine having him as a customer? Oh, we've, we've had him as a customer. We've seen his customer, but like. He's a, he's like rude and like inappropriate. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ugh, poor girl. I hope she makes, you know, he's not tipping her. Oh, um, no, so, never. <laughs> rich people suck at tipping. Um, so when Craig gets there, he's he apologizes, but, you know, Albert's just like, he's like, Ugh, it's fine. But he's obviously still annoyed, but he shows yeah. Yeah, like he's like, oh, it's fine. It's just whatever. Like, I'm like you're you're pissed. He's yeah. late. Relax. Um, so he shows Craig these play tickets. And he's like, I planned, which again, like you just planned a vacation for me. Like you can't just plan a vacation for someone. Like for my summer. Like yeah, it's cool, London and Paris, but also I had like summer plans. Like you just decided for me we're going to Europe. Yeah, it's that uh, like that overt gesture to kind of like try and fix everything mm-hmm. um which is why I d- i'm always suspicious of like of you know like um like instagram couples that are like oh my gosh you surprised me with a vacation and it's like i don't know i'm always skeptical of it because i'm like oh they're like that's like some weird power trip that's like oh i don't care about your plans i decided all of it <laughs> it's like oh yeah God. i would i wouldn't be pleased if Evan did that like I think I think I would be like 
it's different for like if he was just like let's have let's go on vacation i'll pay for it like wouldn't we want to let's let's do yeah, it let that that would still be like a whoa like least. like you know i would still be like excited like oh my god like you like right. we're doing this versus like i got us tickets next week we're going to paris i'm like i have a job like i can't just like <laughs> i can't just go to paris like i can't just do that like i have job i have yeah. things that i like, like i'm i'm happy you did this but like this kind of like yeah it feels like you weren't considering me in this decision and like how this could possibly affect my life for the time being (laughs) like yeah it isn't like surprising me with like dinner like let's go out to dinner right versus like now that's a different kind of situation mm -hmm. give me food any day all day we're like let's go to let's go to paris i'm like i have to i have to get my passport renewed like you didn't even check in with me. Like, <laughs> like um, so he's like, "Yeah, like let's let's go. We're we're gonna go to London. We're gonna go to Paris. Great." And Craig is like, "He's like, oh, cool." But he's like, "Um, okay." But like, but but his dad is like, "This would be great for us to like kind of restart. And you can move back." And he's he's making all these plans of like and you're coming home. Acclimate to each other, and I was like, <laughs> reacclimate, like. I mean, you Sorry. just need to not hit me. Like, that's literally, like, what is the real reacclimation? Just don't beat me. Yeah, we've been living <laughs> together since I was born. And then all of a sudden, now you have to, like, ease me back in so that you won't, like, beat the shit on me. Uh, yeah, it's, great. like, fucking set. So Craig is like, okay. Like, he's like, well, I actually like living at Joey's. Like, it's fine. Like, I don't know if you have to do all this, basically. And Albert, like, he's like, oh, you know, Joey's the house is unstable which is also like a theme because like he's learning about like noble gases and stability mm-hmm. like they're not stable and you know that i was like oh, okay cool for a second Thanks. for a second when i first heard it i like noticed it and i was like oh my gosh like he needs stability in his life and then i realized they were like feeding this to me in the episode <laughs> it wasn't something i just picked up on <laughs> it's like the it's like the so it's like the shakespeare episodes like <laughs> yeah basically like we're hey this is yeah. what they're learning it's like life um so but craig is like no like, i'm good like i want to like stay at joey's i'm happy there it is stable so then he, he, his dad has hissy fit and like leaves right so craig runs after him and they have a fight and albert's like oh like you just want to stay at joey's house and you, you you know you can you can take you can take over the the used car dealership and stay with your interesting goth girlfriend i'm just like what is your problem like, this man is crazy <laughs> Hey, Chris, don't talk about Ashley. <laughs> don't talk about my girl like that. Don't talk about that goth girl. I love her. I love her look. Oh, my God. Um, so they're, like, fighting and, um, you know, and he's like, oh, you're going to be worth, you're selling for less. Like, he just really is going in. So Craig just pissed and he, like, pushes his dad. Like, he's walking when he pushes him the bat. And yo, Albert fucking whips around and backhands him to the ground. And I'm like, shit, that's hard. Also, that, good acting. How did Craig, the actor, just really like threw himself on the I ground? I know. He, Jesus. listen, when Craig commits, he commits, okay? I know. He, <laughs> yeah, it was like, it's, I mean, they were definitely trying to be like, they weren't trying to downplay that, like, oh, you know. Craig's dad is maybe like his abuse looks different in public versus at home, which in in some way could be like justifiable or whatever. I think they were like made that a choice of like, no, he's going to like 
hit the shit out of him and he's gonna fall to the ground like on the side of the street like in front of people like in front of people yeah yeah there are people who like see it and they're just like oh and they just keep walking <laughs> don't do anything <laughs> yeah. where's that that's that hidden camera show where it's like what would you do <laughs> john quinones comes out he's like so you saw albert hit his son and you did nothing why <laughs> I love that show. But, like, also, I mean, in their defense, though, Craig looks like he could be an adult. So, I, I, it's like, yeah. I'm not saying, like, you should hit kids because they don't look adults. But, like, I could be, like, oh, maybe there's, like, two it, it's men, not, like, fighting. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to get in the middle yeah. of that. <laughs> At first glance, it doesn't look like it's, like, a, a uh, like a child abuse type situation, you know? Yeah. It's, like, just two dudes fighting. I'm like, I'm not getting in the middle. I'm not, I'm not getting involved in white people's business. Um, So... Mm-hmm. You know, he hits Craig and Craig gets up and, you know, he's, he's, he's like a, like a, like a, a cut on his face. And Craig, Albert's like, oh, Craig, I'm sorry. And like, dude, fuck you. And, and Craig's like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm not, like, you haven't changed. Like, you're not, you're the same person. And, um, you know, and Albert clearly is the same person because instead of like actually being remorseful, he gets pissed and gets in his car and fucking whips away like through traffic. I'm like, oh, yeah, no wonder what happened happened. Like, you were yeah. an aggressive driver. Yeah, it was kind of like, this kind of scene was kind of like Craig being like the, like he's finally like standing up back to his dad. Like he pushes him and then like when, uh-huh. when his dad hits him, like he's he's like, he gets right back up and is like yelling back in his face being like, oh yeah, you think you're different? Like you're just the same. Like, fuck you. I knew you couldn't change. Like some kind of dad you are kind of thing. Um which I thought was, like, really, you know, symbolic, obviously, but also very good in this kind of sense of Craig's character. We've seen his... We've seen his character in these situations before, which, you know, mm-hmm. it's severely traumatizing and, like, like terrible, but, like, he is not... It hasn't been that moment yet since when he kind of, like, stands back up and is big enough to fight his dad back, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It is. It's actually really amazing. Uh, Craig, when he gets he gets home, and Joey's like, "Oh, you're back early." Notices he he's been hit, and he tries he tries to lie at first, but then he admits that he saw his dad and that they got in a fight. And Joey's angry, um, understandably, that he went and didn't tell him and you know everything. But Craig is like, "No, like I want to call Children's Aid. I don't want to see my dad ever again." Um, Joey's upset, but he agrees. That in the morning, they're gonna call to, I guess, move forward and. Yeah. Making sure that Craig, you know, doesn't have to see his dad anymore. But the next morning rolls around and Craig is, um, you know, Craig is, he seems to be doing okay. Like, but, um, and, and Joey kind of. Definitely a mood in the house, kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's a somber mood, but I think Craig, like, he kind of tries to joke about, like, oh, I need a steak for my eye, you know, whatever. And um, Joey you know, is like, tries to reassure, like, are you sure you want to do children's aid? Craig says yes, but then the doorbell rings and it's the cops. And at first, Craig thinks like, oh my God, he called the cops on me? Like, what the fuck? You know, he's like, what? You know, thinking he just had yeah. more drama from his dad. And Joey tells him that the cops told him that um, there was a car, his dad's guy, dad got in a car accident and he did not make it. And he dies. Mm-hmm. He died. And that is how yeah, but this part one ends yeah. it's just finding out that his yeah. father has died from an accident yeah and kind of like uh so far unemotional kind of 
just kind of like a little bit of like a shocked reaction obviously but not really any strong emotion yet from craig um with that kind of close out mm-hmm. um you ready to get up into part two um yep let me just pull up my notes for part two yep i am ready oh i took notes too yeah but i still just like have it I, isn't there actually not my own my notes but i just have like the episode thing so i can follow along right Mm-hmm. I just call them my notes because they're mine. <laughs> they There's are mine. yours. Don't worry they about it. They are yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get our cult open um, for part two and we are in media immersion class and all the kids are kind of talking and giggling and snake, um, you know, quiets everyone down and announces that Craig's diet dad died over the weekend, um, which I forgot they did in school. Sometimes they would like, announce like whatever shit happened to you and reason for why you weren't at school or where you weren't going to be at school um which i always Mm -hmm. thought was interesting yeah um yeah i but i never remember that happening no i i lied i just remembered a thing (laughs) did happen i think yes that they did do that yeah you're right you're right Mm -hmm. yeah it's like it doesn't happen that often be like oh yeah i forgot like why do Mm -hmm. i like (laughs) Why did I know that about that person? Right, because they announced it in class. <laughs> like, yep. Um, but uh, Mr. Simpson's like, yeah, he won't be back for the rest of the turn. And uh, Ash, Ashley, Miss Captain Sabaho, is <laughs> being very kind, obviously. But she's like, I'm going to be collecting money um, for flowers. Uh, you know, donate what you can. But don't worry, I'm going to make sure that he gets them. Don't worry, so. like, I'll make up, I'll make up whatever, like, you guys can't donate. Because yeah, they're really for weird. me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll be signing the card, so just, but give me the money. Um, <laughs> but it's very, obviously very nice of her. Um, but yeah. that's when we see Craig comes in. He kind of rushes in and is like, oh, hey, Miss Simpson, sorry I'm late. And everyone's just kind of, like, shocked and awe, like, almost as if they saw a ghost. Um Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's like we thought and, you died he's like no my dad did like yeah i'm not dead no, I'm, I'm still good i'm good um but he's definitely in a kind of upbeat chipper normal mood um that everyone's kind of like surprised by and is no one inspecting as they weren't expecting him at school either but then mr sims is like oh uh okay all right so let's get started with class i guess <laughs> like mr simpson's <laughs> thrown off as well um so we get our first scene, um, uh, which is the prom committee setup, um, which is like, I mean, every TV show and movie has always done this. And I did not, you were in student government. There was mm-hmm. never this many people working on setups Mm-mm. for like dances. No, no. Um, cause even in student government, we weren't, we didn't like set up dances. Like uh, the only dance we set up was like as juniors it was like this tradition that junior junior class you know like Sets up the prom. The junior class sga or whatever would do the prom for the seniors right that was what we decided yeah. it's the only time i ever remember like actually doing anything because like we because we set up and also like helped plan the prom like we didn't mm-hmm. but that was it like we didn't we weren't just setting up dances i don't know i guess I mean, maybe i don't know maybe people had like were there homecoming committees at our school? No, I, just, like, I never remember like, like doing set anything up for us. Yeah, it was like set up for us. Like I and like I think at most 
I remember for homecoming and student government, we would do like, because we had the float thing that we would do. Yes, I remember freshman year helping with the float, I think, because you convinced me to help. <laughs> and then that's the last time I helped out. So like, yeah, I was the weekends doing this. Yeah, we did the My float office? or like when we did um, during spirit week. I miss I miss like high school like homecoming it was fun. Spirit yeah. week when we like decorate the hallway. Okay. Every like remember like we did like the hallway competition. Listener at our school we did this thing where like so every year it was like a theme was chosen. So we would have to decorate um a a, a float. Like one year we did like Disney movies and our float yeah, we won. We built King. fucking Pride Rock. Yeah, we did Lion King yeah. and built Pride Rock, which was pretty sick. But then we also had to do like every class would get like ninth 10th 11th 12th grade would get um a, a hallway they had to then decorate with that theme and then they okay. everyone voted on the best so i think we i don't know if we won the hallway but like yeah like every like you know some i think some people did like under the sea like mermaid little mermaid since we did like um lion king we had like a jungle yeah thing yeah it was cool yeah i, with, like, I definitely and Puba and stuff yeah <laughs> Yeah, I re- I definitely remember that freshman year, but I also remember thinking like, oh, like it was freshman year, so like in my mind, I was like, oh, this is like everyone's duty as a, like a high school student, like you have to help set up us for stuff because that's what you always see in the movies. And then oh, yeah. I remember there was like fifteen of us doing everything, and I was like, oh, so it's the it's it's not a requirement, okay? Yeah, no, we just have like we just recruited people like mm-hmm. our friends and stuff like y'all yeah, help us. I mean, it was kind of fun though, like doing the hallway. It I remember was. like we. Like we would, it was the night because you had to. We used to set it up. We had to set yeah, it all up it the like night a, like a before. Yeah. yeah, so you had like a few hours to do it, and it was like fun because we'd be like setting up, but then like the other grades would try to like spy on you, like sabotage. It was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, especially as a freshman, because you're like getting to know like other people in your class and stuff that you didn't yeah. know before. It was a fun. It was a fun situation. I miss yes. that. I definitely thought it'd be climbing a lot more ladders and like hanging up streamers <laughs> and banners though. Cause that's, there's always would, a scene like that. <laughs> yes. I, like, I specifically always think of Carrie, the movie. Cause there's a part where they're like on the ladder talking about Carrie going yeah. to prom with Tommy. <laughs> exactly. Like where was that for me? I was never up on a ladder getting handed stuff to hang from the ceiling. <laughs> Why not me? I know. I really missed out. I'm sorry. Um, But we get the, so the prom committee set up is just like, everyone's kind of like in the all purpose room or whatever, kind of like chit chatting and things. So Red's just talking to Craig, kind of like, just like letting him know that, you know, like if he needs anything, um, you know, he's not like he are, we kind of already discussed, like Red has already discussed with um, Craig that like, he's not expected to show up at all his classes, you know, like if he needs his time or whatever. But mm-hmm. Craig is like, no, I'm good. Like, everything's fine. I'm really doing fine. Um, so uh, Ash wants to do something to help Craig because flowers aren't enough. And <laughs> she's like, I need him to be saved by me. And uh, Terry's like, well, Ash, you know, there's nothing you can really do. Like, <laughs> yeah, his dad died. Like, all you can do is just be a good friend to him. That's like really it. <laughs> That Ash, like, I feel like in my mind, she like whips her head back around, like, What do you know, Terry? <laughs> and then Terry's like, My mom died, remember? <laughs> but 
I also feel like that scene was for, to remind the audience that Terry's mom. I kind of like we I don't know. know anything about Terry's life. She's like, remember my mom? And I was like, what about her? I forgot. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess. But and Ashley also was like, oh yeah, your mom didn't die, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ashley just continually assumes that Terry knows nothing about anything that's going on with other high schoolers. She's like, like, listen, when when one of your parents dies, then maybe you can talk about it. And she's like, my mom is dead. Ashley, you know, <laughs> at the sleepover, remember? It was at your, your sleepover. Flowers. <laughs> was that her sleepover? You were at the funeral. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, it fucking ate at Ashley that Terry had a dead parent and she didn't. And that Terry you know, she hated it. It was Terry who Ooh, got to like comfort she him. She's like, she's like, oh, I should have killed my dad when I had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> All we have is a gay dad and divorced parents. Damn it. Ugh. Fuck. <laughs> no, I have, um, I have two dads. Ugh. I have three because my dad has like a husband and, and my stepdad and my real dad. Like, like, mm. I have like I, too many things that I can't even understand, understand his grief. Uh. Like, honestly, like it kind of, I kind of understand what it's like to lose a parent because I have too many parents and it's overwhelming for me. So I kind of tell myself I don't have any parents. Yeah, she's like. That's like, why I'm actually, allowed to dress like this. She's like, actually, you don't really understand like how hard it is for me to like. You're grieving so much, and I have so much that like I feel bad, and like that's not okay. You're making me feel guilty for having so much love and the support from my parents, and it's yeah. just like it's hard for me because Christmas I get so many gifts. I don't know what to do with them because all of them. All my parents give me gifts. Oh, and also, um, my, uh, I think Toby's, isn't Toby Jewish? Or am I, am I yeah. assuming that? Yes. He's Jewish. So now she gets to celebrate Hanukkah too and get gifts for all the Jewish high holidays and Christmas and her birthday. She's overwhelmed. She is. I mean, Which feels like she, grief, really. We don't give her enough credit. Um... <laughs> But she's like, I'm going to try. She's like, fuck you, Terry. I don't care what you say. There's definitely something I can do. So I'm going to try. Um, so Craig comes up and he's like really excited for the dance. And Ash is kind of surprised that he's still planning on going. Um, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you know, like I'm I'm down for the dance. Um, is this when he asks Ash out to the dance or no? No, she'd already a- he already asked her. But right. I think this is when um, last episode, yeah, last episode he at Ari Aster, so he's just like, yeah, like we're gonna go, it's gonna be great, and she's just like, wow, Craig, are you are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is <laughs> it is disturbing though. Like he is he is like kind of yeah. very scarily, but also like yeah. I feel like they're kids, they so don't get it. Like because I feel like it's very clear that he is he's not doing well. Like he obviously yeah. is just. He's not actually happy. Like, he, he's just doing, you know, yeah. he's grieving. But, you know, his way of grieving is kind of trying to, like, mask what yeah. it probably is really the real feeling and just kind of like, yeah, everything's fine. Like, what's the big deal? Like, oh, yeah, dance. It's going to be awesome. I'm getting stir crazy. Let's go out there and cut a rug. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, to Ashley's credit, like, she's doing a lot to try and be there for mm-hmm. this person that she cares about, right? And is going through a hard time. But she's also, like, a teenager that, like, 
doesn't really fully know how to like I don't know. I mean, she's <laughs> she's just like she's kind of ready for him to like cry on her shoulder, but she's not ready for anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and Yeah, grief is rem- weird. Yeah, she's like, uh, you're very chipper. Um, you remember the episode of uh the of Degrassi High when I think Troy was on for the episode, the sleepover episode where Kathleen was like, who was the one that was like trying not let Maya smoke? I think it was, um, it was Caitlin. Oh, yes. <laughs> Captain like, Sabo. You, she's like, Maya, Maya, are you sure? Because you're in a wheelchair. I don't know if you can smoke. I'm like, she has working lungs. I think she's fine. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's Ash with, uh, with Craig. She's like, are you sure you can like be around like lively music at a dance in this time of grief? Are you, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> no, she just want to come over to my house and like I can light some candles and put some um, curtains up and I can play you a song. She's I can play. I can play you a. Fu- I can play, play you a- some songs. I can play you a funeral march. Do you <sighs> like that? That could be fun. She's like ready to sing um, Johnny Boy. She's like I know a really great arrangement for Johnny Boy. <laughs> <laughs> let me play this song it'll make you feel better and Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy in the corner is like don't do it man don't do it it's a trap <laughs> it's a trap it's a trap and don't get in there you'll never leave um but uh this is also the during this prom setup we kind of skip are getting the b-pot again with Paige and um Paige is this scene I thought was very funny between Paige and Hazel. So Paige is trying to tan and kind of really look the part as she says for the chance to win the Luau Queen. And mm-hmm. this scene felt very relatable um because Hazel's playing opposite her right now. And um Paige is like, Can you tell a difference? <laughs> <laughs> She's like trying to point out her tan to Hazel. And Sadiq, I don't know if this happened to you often enough, but like, I mean, I mean, it's happened to every black person where someone, white person's getting tan and they put their forearm next to yours and they're yes. like, look, I'm almost like you. I'm almost darker than you. Yes. <laughs> that happened a lot in high school so and people really thought common. that was funny. Oh. It's like, oh my God, we're like twins. I'm like, no, we're literally not. <laughs> also, you're going to get some I... cancer and die. <laughs> Stop yeah. doing this. Do not go to the tanning you're... salon. The sun damage is real. Um, <laughs> but I thought, like, I, I, the second time watching this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, Hazel's, like, so, I feel like Hazel's getting annoyed at Paige at this moment for her trying to, like, relate her color to Hazel's melanin. And <laughs> then Jimmy plays on it later. He's like, hey, you want to get back at Paige? Let's run against them. <laughs> uh, but, like, there's also, like... Oh, weird. So, so because they're trying to like, she wants to win Luel King and Queen, mm-hmm. but like Hazel's all like, oh, she's always like weird math. She's like, but you know, like it's an upper class one's gonna get it, and the page like, I just have to get seven, eight, nine to vote for me. I'm like, why are all these kids invited to the day? I feel like, I guess it's the year end dance. I'm like, there's too many people at this. I feel like there's a lot of people that have a dance, right? Yeah, I guess all the grades. Because remember the '80s dance, they had separate grade one they had like or like like younger ones come in the afternoon and then the mm-hmm. the older kids come at night but yeah maybe they had low numbers i don't know which i also just think is more appropriate because i don't know if you want like a 12 year old to be at the same party as like someone who's 18 oh someone's gonna spike the punch 
Yeah. Kids are really like vegan. They've been doing ketamine. <laughs> Dance floor. That's okay. Yeah, um, cool. <laughs> uh, so we get our next scene in science class. Marco and Jimmo, Jimmy are kind of surprised about how good um, Craig is doing. And um, Craig gets a really good grade on a science exam. And Mrs. H is like, you know, just kind of like, even like, good job, Craig. Like, you really studied hard. And Craig goes, yeah, my dad is actually is did actually did something useful. <laughs> and he's like, he's a really great study partner and is making everyone feel very uncomfortable. Because they're like, yes, I mean, you're 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 dead, dad. The one that just died. <laughs> Who died like two days ago. Um. And Drake is like, then they're kind of like, oh, I guess like we need to say like, hey, sorry, man, you know, Drake, or I wrote Drake, Jimmy and <laughs> Marco are like, hey, man, like really sorry about your dad. Um, and I wrote down, this is a very now and then fake drowning in the pond type. Of oh, moment. my God. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Oh my god! Yes, mm-hmm. she punched Listen. the shit out of her. Yeah, listener, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the movie now and then, a '90s classic, um, where uh, the dark-sided actress, because she only plays dark characters, it's Christina Ricci. Yes, um, yeah. she always plays like the dark, the dark child with like problems. Yeah, because she played and, like, like Wednesday Adams and stuff, and the Adams family and Casper. Yeah. The girl that fell in love with the ghost. Yep. <laughs> and um, at least one other one. Um, but uh, Craig basically lies about how his dad dies and basically be like, I'm so lucky. Like, I got out alive. My dad died and basically lies about him being in the car. Um, yeah. Because remember when, when um, Mr. Simpson had told everyone that, he, that his father had died in a car accident, they'd ask, like, was Craig in yes. the car? And they're like, no, he wasn't. So immediately yeah. Mark was like, but I thought you weren't in the car. Like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's really unsettling. It Exactly. That's the perfect word to say. Like, the kind of behavior that kind of Craig is portraying. I mean, like, it's always uncomfortable when someone's grieving, like, and you're just running people around that. It's always kind of unsettling because it's like, oh, I don't know how to behave. But, like, Craig's behavior, yeah. like, is very unsettling because he's, like, too happy and chipper like he tells this like really harrowing tale of like yeah like my dad was speeding i was in the car and then we flipped and like all this crazy stuff and he's like and he's like you know jimmy and marco were like oh my god and he's like i'm kidding guys i was in the car like my dad i wasn't there i was at home with joey (laughs) just laughing and they were like okay and marco was like that was weird it's like he was he (laughs) this scene is so intensive because i feel like drake is always so dramatic because marco's like it's almost like he was it, it's like it's almost like he was joking. He's like, almost he was. He's like, <laughs> he spits on the ground and walks away. <laughs> like, all right, all right, Drake, Aubrey, um, Aubrey's doing a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a lot. He's like, I'm gonna steal this scene. Craig's dad died. Well, I'm gonna steal this scene. Um, <laughs> So between classes, um, Spinner and Jimmy are kind of riffing, kind of joking. But it's a kind of lighthearted joking where you can kind of see maybe eventually they're going to make up after Mm -hmm. Spinner stealing (laughs) Jimmy's iPod. (laughs) Um, But this is when they kind of realize Jimmy's like, I'm going to try and beat Spinner at the Luau King and Queen competition. I'm going to try to beat him and Paige. 
So he mm-hmm. goes up to Hazel and um, really is like, hey, try to take this white bitch queen down. Let's fucking also, go. He's so fucking mess- messy. I'm like, why are you trying to, to draw a wedge between these two best friends? Like, aren't you tired of always being in Paige's shadow? Hazel's like, <laughs> she actually breaks and Andrea Lewis is like, no, so you mean I'm going to get more scenes? And he's like, well, no, like, we're just going to, like, make you win. <laughs> like, you're not going to get any more scenes in this show, though. I know. No yeah, more storylines for you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, kind of Hazel's kind of, like, contemplating. She's like, hmm, this might be interesting. Um, we get to the media immersion room and we see that Jimmy and Hazel have now nominated themselves into the computer system that Toby has uh, programmed and uh, coded for because um, <laughs> it's media immersion. And um, this is when Paige and Spinner walk in. They're like, ah, oh, betrayal. And they're angry that, you know, that they're gonna be their competition within the ninth grade and they're gonna yeah. split the ninth grade vote mm-hmm. and you know really upset uh, and this is when Toby f- professes his kind of love for Kendra um, which is kind of cute and sweet it's like a very nerd moment yeah it's like oh you know a couple that codes together stays together Oh, losers so isn't like Kendra like about to leave the show forever and like never be mentioned again? Soon, I feel like we're we're not gonna see her. Like, <laughs> no, this might be her like her last year. Toby professes his love and she changes schools. <laughs> uh, how dare the writers do that to Toby? They're like, hey, so we get you a love interest that like actually likes you back, um, mm-hmm. but we're just gonna disappear her. She's not gonna <laughs> disappear her. <laughs> Um, so we get after school and Joey and Craig are arriving at Craig's dad house, dad's house, which mm-hmm. has a for sale sign, which I'm confused if that was like a very quick, like, Hey, he died. Let's put his house in the market. Or was he already planning on moving? Yeah, that was confusing. Cause I was like, damn, that was fast. Like, how is it already for sale? <laughs> right. Joey's trying to cash in the market. It goes very quickly in Canada. <laughs> He's um, like, my uh, my used car dealership is going under. I need to sell this house. <laughs> hey, need that mortgage payment. Um, so they walk inside. Craig is going to go upstairs. And we're kind of seeing little scenes and bits of the house is very much lived in. And like someone just left for the day. Like they were planning on coming back home after... Mm-hmm their day of work and things to do there's like you know breakfast on the table like like a used plate like clothes are hanging up he just got out of bed kind of thing and so it's really kind of impacting craig yeah 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 and he's kind of having flashes of like the kind of good moments of what his dad was saying and the kind of future thinking that his dad was giving yesterday um even though obviously some you know his dad was also terrible but he was kind of remembering the good moments um, as he was kind of walking around the house. Um, And then we get our next scene, which is at Craig's dad's funeral. And um, we get a coworker of his that's uh, speaking and saying a eulogy. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's like, what's his name? Alan, Alan, right? Oh, the dad, Albert. Yeah. Albert. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. 
Albert, he was a friend. He was a top-notch surgeon, a, a, a really good squash player, and a dedicated father. And the thing he loved the most was being a father. And Craig is like dying. He's like, <laughs> He's like He's what? Like, who are you He's talking like, Please. about? <laughs> yeah, he's like giggling and kind of like he's like, "Am I at the wrong funeral? I think we might have taken the wrong turn." Um. <laughs> yeah, he's like giggling and kind of like, uh, like ha- having like I, in this kind of moment, like he's he's giggling and laughing, obviously in a very somber moment, and you kind of seeing he's like breaking a little bit, like like having like a little bit of a mental break of like what he's feeling and kind of behaving in mm-hmm. a normal situation. And I also was confused why Caitlin was there. Yeah. I don't know. Joey. <laughs> Joey's I there, so. I guess. So she's there too. <laughs> but, um, do I, I imagine suggest- she's probably like, yeah. Did she know Craig when he was a little kid or maybe, I don't know. Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. It kind of, cause I guess like in the, in the, uh, uh, what am I saying? Not series premiere. Yeah, series premiere um, was like it seemed like Joey and Caitlin were just kind of meeting again for the first time since high school. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe she's just being a good, like being a friend and just yeah. there to. I think it was support. mostly just probably like a, like oh, there's a little bit they're trying to maybe you know, or she has a contract back into the show. They're like she needs yeah. to be in a certain number of episodes. <laughs> they just threw her. In. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like even like the laughter he has, it's like not really ha 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 funny it's like bitter it's laughter true. yeah i mean and i get it it's like yeah like people are like it's it's i'm sure it's a mind fuck like to have everyone around you like we're like oh my god he loved his son he's such a great dad and it's like he beat the shit out of me like all the time i didn't know i was even living with him like everything about him is a lie like i get it i mean it's inappropriate laughter and of course joey has to like you know remove him because it's like mm. not great but like <laughs> i get it like yeah exactly it's very justifiable mm-hmm. um and yeah this craig is or joey's like craig you know you and your father had a complicated relationship and <laughs> craig is like complicated he beat the shit out of me like i'm happy he's gone like i'm happy he's dead i'm like my problems are solved basically um which mm-hmm. is you know it's kind of very the way he played it was so good because it was like it was obviously like a true thought that he had in his mind but he his the way it was coming out and him saying it was kind of like it 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 was like a feeling he was having but it wasn't like the true like complete feeling he was having about mm-hmm. his dad's death it was almost kind of like it was, it was like like him like he was telling joy but he was also trying to like remind himself that like i'm happy he's dead like i'm not sad i'm happy he's gone but mm-hmm. it was obvious that he wasn't only happy you know yeah yeah you're totally right it's like he was just telling like one side of it and not the other exactly. side of it, which is which is what we get later on. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next day at school, Ellie and Ash are talking, and Ashley's recapping the funeral about like how weird it was that like you know he was laughing and giggling in the funeral. Um, like and Ashley was like, and I I had a I had a whole like a Spanish um like morning veil, veil. and he's just laughing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what's funny about this like. I'm carrying this candle. I'm in full, like, get up. And, and no one's looking at me. So everyone's looking at Craig laughing. And I'm like, but do you see my look? Do you see how sad I am? She's, 
She's like, I'm a goth girl. I've been waiting to wear this black formal wear. And really the only place I could do that in high school is really at a funeral. So don't ruin this moment for me. I was been wanting to channel my full Victorian, like, you know, fantasy. And he's just laughing. (laughs) And Ellie's like, people, people are weird when they grieve. Ellie's like, listen, sis, okay? I've been through some tough times. People behave in different kinds of ways when they're grieving. Funerals are difficult for lots of people. Look at me. I just had to grieve over my gay boyfriend because I thought I was going to have a boyfriend. And now he's gay. So now I have to have to grieve that dream. <laughs> okay. Also, I was trying to remember, is Ellie's, Ellie's father, did he leave the family or did he die? I think or he's like he in the military. Divorce? So he, like he's in like the armed forces, so he like he's not around right. a lot, right? Ooh, but you know Ellie's probably been to a lot of funerals because she like has family friends that are in the military. She gets it. Maybe she gets it, man. Or at least she's like been around the block or two and like knows people that have grieved. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, she's like I've read a book. Um, I'm like I know people grieve sometimes. <laughs> um. So we get a quick little scene at the tanning salon. Spinner is claustrophobic and is really worried about getting to the tanning bed. He ends up freaking out and says he can't tan. But Paige is like, listen, hun, we have a competition to win. So I'll tan my way. You tan your way. And you can kind of anticipate that something's going to go awry with the tanning process <laughs> with that decision. Um. We get back to Joey's house um, and Craig is kind of getting ready for the dance and Joey walks in the door and Craig is like, hey, I just want to let you know, um, I'm sorry, I hope it's okay. I borrowed one of your Hawaiian shirts and we get a little nod back to retro Degrassi and Joey in his Hawaiian shirts. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really cute. Uh, But Joey brings up um, that, you know, hey, do you want to talk about tomorrow because tomorrow we're going to children's aid which i assume is like some sort of like child in canada like child protective services maybe or like yeah, probably some like like depart like like family and child services or mm-hmm. something like a dcfs yeah um and basically just kind of like which is like really i mean joey's fucking great he's you know trying to be there for craig and help him process because it's like it's obviously a very complicated situation um but I kind of like that Joey so far is just being there for Craig and like allowing mm-hmm. him to feel whatever he's feeling in that moment and not like trying to force any sort of feelings. It seems like so far. Yeah. But also recognizing that like these feelings will, ca- it will hit you. I mean, that's like grief. Yes. It will hit you at some point. Like, so, yeah. you know, he yeah. can only go and so like long the- with this kind of like masquerade of like happiness before like it was gonna hit him eventually yeah exactly that's exactly what joey said and i like that joey's like really like hey like when i lost your mom we both lost your mom right like uh you know it took me a long time to get over that and you know it's no one is fine after you lose someone too long going Um, to lucy (laughs) joey's joey's like listen i get it people are gonna try to make you get over the death of your loved one but i'm just hearing you (laughs) Just here to let you know that whatever time you need is what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, I think, you know, you're doing fine now, but I think that the pain is going to catch up with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but Craig is like, you know what? I'm fine. It's fine. 
So he heads off to the dance and we get to the dance entrance. We see the two couples show up, Jimmy and Hazel and Paige and Spinner. Um, and uh, Paige and Spinner are leather. Well, Paige looks like a leather couch, maybe with a, like a, like a chestnut, a red chestnut kind of tinge. Um, and Spinner has obviously gone the spray tan, um, self tanner route and, uh, got a shade, maybe two shades too dark. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's truly struggling. Um, and, um, basically, you know, Jimmy and Hazel kind of like make fun of the way they look. They're like, well, we'll see how the competition rolls out. You know, yeah. we'll see who the real runner is. Um, but I, I kind of noted with this episode, this is kind of our first, it's our first like kind of, you know, portrayal of Spinner and Paige as a couple. Mm-hmm. And um, Paige always wears the pants in this relationship. Oh, of course. And this is our first kind. <laughs> Bye, girl. <She> is <laughs> verging on... Uh, I mean, she's definitely manipulative, but like ve- verging on something highly problematic, but it's normal in high school, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, but also Spinner, Spinner, needs, Spinner needs her. He needs like, <sighs> he's a little bit dumb. He needs someone to be like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is the plan. Cause you're just a little exactly. bit stupid, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so we get to the dance floor. Spinner can't dance. Uh, Paige is really frustrated about that. And, um, we get a pan over to Ashley's outfit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ashley. She's we get a, like a pan up full. from foot, feet to top. She's combat boots. She's got full black at a luau. She's like a black. I guess she, there's no way she found a black hula skirt. She had to have gotten a hula skirt that was like colored and then spray painted it black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like choose right like ashley you've got to choose like either like be full-on goth and like anti-establishment and like don't go to the dance or like be at the dance and like give in a little bit like you could have been an all black with a regular lay yeah you could an all black lay exactly it's like oh my god we get it like you're goth like (laughs) Like you're you're acting like you're allergic to color. It is not that. Like you like black and that's fine, but it's like it will not kill you. You can still wear the all black ensemble and then put on a little Hawaiian shirt and like tie it in the front. Or even if she had worn like a black exactly. a darker colored Hawaiian shirt, it still would have worked. Like, okay, I'm doing the theme, but like I'm you know, yeah. I'm still kind of staying true to myself. But it's like literally she has a black and the lay is black too. It's just like oh my God. <laughs> Ashley, please. <laughs> I love how Craig walks up to her and he's like, oh, hey, goth luau. <laughs> Which is like kind of cute. Like Craig's like, he's like, oh, my, my dark queen. Like, he loves it. He's like, oh, my girl. Her. My girl. My girl is, my girl's beautiful. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we get to Snake, who I guess is trying. Snake is going for like a crocodile dundee look he's maybe? also the dj and there's like hula girls there's like three like like, t- like 12 year old yeah, go go girl <laughs> a really sad hula dance oh gosh like this oh, the this cultural appropriation is... runs rampant in this episode uh i mean we don't talk about it enough about like they're 
is and was a time period that we used to fucking love a luau and be like, this is a thing. This is cool. Everyone dreams of going to Hawaii to go to a real fucking luau, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want, the, I want the grass skirts. I want the coconuts. I want to drink out of a coconut. I want to have a sad, I want a sad teenager doing a, like a, to a, a luau, a little uh, hula two-step in the background. Exactly. <laughs> mm. Um, but Snake comes over and he announces the winner. It's Ashley and Craig who win the Luau King and Queen. They stole the grade nine title away from the two feuding couples. Um, and I wrote down, Hazel looks utterly disgusted. <laughs> She's like, mm, he's a dead dad. <laughs> yes. Why'd like, he win? She is like, hey, you guys aren't giving me any plot lines. You're not giving me anything. Well, I'm going to give you face. Okay. <laughs> You, you are going to have no choice but to put me in each episode. Just murmur faces alone. Yeah, it's just making faces. Like, I'm still okay. going to earn this paycheck, damn it. Mm, yes. Um, so they go up and get their crowns, and they're really excited. And then Craig turns around, and he... It's kind of like a cut to... Like, he... all Everyone else in the room is silent from his perspective, and he sees his dad clapping in the back. Um... And Craig is like, holy shit, dad, you're here. And he kind of is in like a trance-like state, kind of a walking past everyone towards mm-hmm. this man in a suit. Um, and kind of be like, dad, dad, dad. And of course, you know, he taps the man on the shoulder. He turns around and it's just another teacher. Um, it's not his dad. Yeah. And this is when Craig has his breaking point. Oof. Um, and he's in the hallway crying on the stairs and Ash comes in cause she's like, what the fuck happened to my date? No, she, she heard <laughs> crying and she's like, I have to be there. Like, There's someone in anguish. <laughs> she like, has, you know, she has like, like underneath her like black grass skirt. She has like pockets full of tissues, like just at the She ring. also has her keyboard. She's like, let me get my keyboard out. You're great, but you can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) The thing is, though, like, you know, she would fucking do that, though. You're feeling down. Can I play you a song? It's like. No, I didn't ask for a fucking song. Hey, let me just play you a song real quick. I think I think this trust me, like listen, listen, listen. This will cheer you up. Ash and <laughs> Ash comes up, you know, good intentions, but the delivery the thing is yeah. with Ashley, I think what it is. She has good intentions. Her delivery is horrible. Yes. Every episode it's horrible delivery. Um and it it seems like she's always going for the dramatic appeal of it. Um, she comes up and is kind of like, hey, are you okay? Um, and, you know, Craig is just kind of there crying. She's like, oh, I knew it was too soon. You should be at home. And it's like, I knew it was a bad idea to come to the dance. It's like, I mean, true, but also like, don't say it. Like, all you have to say is like, you do you want to, you know, do you think we want to just go home? I just be like, you want to, you want to go? Yeah. Like, just that's what you should, it's all you yeah. need to say. You don't have to. 
like be like oh, i knew it i knew we shouldn't have come like i just knew i knew this would happen yeah. like okay ashley like true but like yeah keep to yourself <laughs> yes and craig freaks the fuck out and he's like kind of going off on ashley you know <laughs> i got i mean he kind of had some like good like burns for it it was kind of funny yeah <laughs> He was like, basically, he's telling her, like, you're like, you love this. Like, you love that. I'm just like, he's like, Miss Doom and Gloom. <laughs> and she's standing there like, in an all black Luau ensemble. <laughs> it's not wrong. Like, I think part of me is kind of of the camp where, like, I just want to preface this. I think we, we I'm going to keep saying it every episode. I know I if I was in Ashley's position at that age, I would have I would have been Ashley. Like I I would have behaved in the exact same way, being like I'm gonna be there for him. Like he needs me, kind of like mentality. Mm-hmm. Like I I understand she's a teenager, but like <laughs> she, she very much like when she like she grasps on grasps onto like ideas and tries to like make them a part of her. When it came to like like. I read about rape and sexual assault. I know about it. What would you know, Paige? And, like, mm-hmm. the thing of, like, uh, when she met Ellie and now she's, like, trying to be goth and get piercings and, like, trying to, like, get this image. And when Jimmy, like, <laughs> after you forced Jimmy <laughs> to say which picture you like more, you, like, thought, like, he just, like, didn't like any part of you now. Yeah. I think she's just, like, she's just a teenager. Like, she just is exactly she has an idea of what things should be and then like really grasps onto it and it's like it's like you have this idea of like he should be grieving this way so you're almost trying to like not force it but like you're kind of like you want him to grieve this way and it's like it's yeah. complicated like, and it's difficult because when he like he, he yells at her and she just stands there and she's like i'm not miss doom and gloom but like you are and um <laughs> she like she's tries to apologize he like yeah. he 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 runs out well, actually, no, he tears, he fucks up the foyer, he tears all the decorations down, and Mr. Radish is there, and he, like, she, he runs away, and she tries to, like, go after him, Mr. Radish is, like, I think he needs, like, just, no, like, let him be alone for a second, it's, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, sometimes you just gotta let people, like, he's going through it, he's, like, feeling it, you don't need to be, like, Craig, <laughs> like, no, leave him alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank God there was wish. an adult there to be, like, Ashley going to the party like just relax yeah (laughs) i feel like ashley ashley met craig and i think i think to some extent like they have a connection but i think they're more of like they're the two like gothy people like he's like the kind of like dark photographer musician type that like has a dead mom and abusive dad and now a dead dad. And like, he's like the new kid at school. And I feel like she's like, Oh, that's like, that's my type now. Like she, she's like, that's, I guess that's my type. Yeah. And I which feel is a, like, I mean, she, which makes, it kind of makes sense though. Cause like when she went from being like miss high school, she was dating Jimmy who like has issues with his parents, but for the most part, like wealthy is as an athlete comes from like at least a, you know, parents aren't around, but at least for the for the most part, comes from a good home. For like we can see, mm-hmm. versus like okay, now I'm goth now, so I have to date like Craig, who has like, <laughs> you know, I had, and I kind of dated yeah. Sean because like, he also has like you know like some drama. Yeah, that was know? my she rebellious drug phase. Yeah, she can't just like date 
like some guy. Like, no, it has to be like a guy with a story because I don't have a story. I have seven parents. <laughs> like, I'm so, I'm so loved. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Craig is just kind of like tearing Terry Anthony down, storms off, and this is when uh, Terry comes up. Um, our young Terry uh, fellow. Which I think I'll, I'll note this, because uh-huh. I said this to you, and I'm going to say it here. Yes. Um, here in the Degrassi Wiki, we have trivia, and it says, although they were both regulars in season two and season three, this is the only episode in which Craig and Terry speak to each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Wait, I, I heard that wrong the first time. In my mind, I was like, I thought you meant like seen together, but that's the first time they spoke to each, to each other, which is ridiculous. And I think it is the only episode in which Craig and Terry speak to each other. Oh, yeah. They never speak to each other again. I think this is it. Yeah. Which is kind of like evident in the way that like, obviously like Terry, Terry comes up to console him and, you know, she kind of relates to him on the fact that like, you know... Her mother died um, suddenly, and you know it's the fe- the rush the the range of emotions that you feel like you feel happy. Wait, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're angry, not happy. <laughs> you feel you feel angry, but you're also sad. Um, yeah, and uh, you know they kind of a relating moment, but like outside of the fact that they both have like dead parents, like it's kind of. It feels out of place, the two of them talking, for sure. It's incredibly out of place. And it's like, I I get it. Like, I get what they were trying to do. Because it's like, well, this is a, hey, maybe like someone who's experienced something similar should be the one to talk to him. Yes. Uh-huh. But it is weird that like Terry, like, but also because Terry's not a full character. That's the problem, too. It's like, exactly. it would have been, a more, I think it was like, they were trying to be impactful, but it was awkward. Because like, okay, I hate to say it, but Christina Schmidt's not the best actress. She's not. Like, she's not yeah. that great. And she also isn't given enough to go off of either. Yeah. So it's like, it's a mix of like the acting on her part is a little bit weaker. And and Jake Epstein's like fucking, he's killing it this whole episode. So it's a kind of awkwardness of like, okay, Mm -hmm. you guys are not really on the same level necessarily. And also because she's not a full flesh character. I'm sure the thing is, I'm not saying that she's, I should correct myself. I I don't think Christina Schmidt's a bad actor. I think she hasn't been given a lot to work with. Yeah. I think it's hard to act well if you don't have a character that is fleshed out if it's just like a very surface person so it's like because yeah. we also don't know who terry really is like exactly. really like terry's like okay she's outside of like i hate to say being a fat friend exactly she's the tough plus size model like you know besides that we don't know who she is so she's sitting down talking to craig about this like really deep shit but aside from just like oh yeah terry has a dead mom that's all we really know like, exactly it would have made actually would have made yeah. a lot more sense to just have um, Sean there consoling him because he would be like, yeah, it's fucked up. Like you, you still like, he he knows where Craig is coming from with his dad, but That's he know, understands that a loss. really great point. And Sean doesn't really Sean's at the funeral, but we don't see Sean ever. Like Sean is in the beginning of the episode. He has a strong reaction to Albert because he's bits on the ground yeah. and then we never hear from him like and he and craig are close enough that, like he knew about craig's abuse he was there when craig tried to like step in front of a train uh-huh. you're right it's weird that that should have been sean probably because like that's the one person who actually knows the full scope of what's going on because his friends don't know they don't know about the abuse they don't know about how complicated complicated the relationship is sean probably should have been the one to be like sean also has a complicated relationship with his parents too they're not dead but like yeah 
he knows it's like to have neglectful parents, have parents who just aren't shit. You're so right. Why didn't Sean be the one? I think it would have been way more impactful having mm-hmm. them talk about it than to have fucking Terry be like, I've got this, girls. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> She's like, all I want to do is play putting the tail on the donkey. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird scene. You're so right. Um, and it was kind of, and it was actually kind of funny. Yeah, it was actually kind of funny because um, Craig at one point is like, pin the tin the donkey, isn't it like for young kids? Like he was kind of like already <laughs> like kind of pointing out this like, your mom died when you were very young, like, which is obviously still traumatic, but like much, much more different than like my dad dying the night after we got into a physical altercation after years of abuse. <laughs> it's slightly different. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were trying to give, you know, maybe Terry a, a, like a, another moment, like give her a moment because she never has one. But like, I think it would have been way more effective storytelling if they had brought Sean. And it would have yeah. been a good closure too, especially because Sean had the negative reaction to Albert. It would actually been kind of a nice exactly. to see Sean be like, you do love him. And like, and kind of actually warm up too, because he was just full out like, fuck your dad, spit on the ground. Yeah. If he was the one to be like, actually, yeah, it's hard. Like, yeah. it would have actually, like, been so much more impactful than fucking dairy. <laughs> Damn. I'm wondering, though, I wonder if they're getting ready to, like, close out this, like, kind of, like, storyline of Craig and Sean being friends. Because they don't really, as much as they've been with I mean, through together, they don't really stay close friends in the show. They don't. We don't. I don't think we really see them interact much after yeah. this. Yeah. Weird. Could have really missed out Degrassi. Yeah. Um, so the the two couples have a reconnecting moment and Ellie apparently is a school photographer with a disposable camera so they, <laughs> they don't have a lot of a large like, for the yearbook I'm like that's the camera they gave you the yearbook <laughs> <laughs> in this darkly lit school hallway please um but you know the, the you know Paige Spinner Jimmy and Hazel kind of like you know have a <laughs> look at us us fools <laughs> yeah us losers huh <laughs> um but you know ashley's decided to stay at the dance um i don't know why i would have left um after <laughs> my date had this moment um but she stays at the dance alone standing by the door um I don't know why, but she comes in and is like, I think we owe, I think we owe everyone a dance. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Oh, everyone? because they're little king and queen. Remember they were supposed to do the dance. Oh. And then his, when he ran out, when he saw, he thought he saw his dad and then he ran out. Right. Okay. That makes so much more sense. In my mind, I was like, you, like, you don't have to dance at the dance. You don't owe anyone. Any. Like, I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> okay that makes so much more sense okay um and you know craig is kind of like hey you, you know you can ask while they're dancing and then ash is like ask what and he's like you can ask how are you doing and she goes craig how are you doing and he goes better and i was like damn degrassi acting Damn. That was good acting, Lauren. Look look at you look at y'all just like prolonging this storyline of some trauma that will later affect you later. Look at y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not the end of this. No, it um, sure ain't. 
yes, generally speaking, I would say a very solid episode from Degrassi. Oh, yeah. For well sure. Done. Really good. It's a really good season ender. Um, but our songs, we ha- I'm sure, I mean, we each probably picked one song because yes. this is a two-parter. Um, do you want to go first? Yes. So I was actually trying to find the song that the episode ended with um, because it was very like early 2000s pop, uh, sad-ish, but also a slow dance vibe song. Um, Couldn't find it and didn't really put much more effort into that. So I chose (laughs) um, a different song, uh, Everything You Want um, by Vertical Horizon, which is a early 2000s like classic um if you hear Mm -hmm. it like you know it um and yeah very much like you know craig was wanting his dad to be someone that he wasn't and um ashley was wanting craig to be the goth romeo to her goth juliet and her plan did not turn out the way she was wanting (laughs) have a little bit in her face yeah (laughs) but you know like mm, i mean that's you know, and if and really, this is very much like the the storyline that she's wanting for their love story. So, in the end, mm-hmm. it worked out for her. What about you? What did you pick this week? Yes, um, I on the theme of just like man, complicated, not so great relationships with the fathers. I chose "Father of Mine" by Everclear, which is like late nineties, but as like I think this is like a good one. Oh, that. Oh my god, Sneak. Oh my god. Was that one of your choices? No, but that was fucking that's fucking amazing cuz that's one of my favorite songs. I love alternative grunge 90s music and so like Yes. That's it right there. Oh, yes. That one's for you, mama. Yes. Um as you know, you can find our Degrassi playlists on both Spotify and Apple Music, whatever is your jammy jam. Um, and that's the the links are in the description of the podcast as well. So you want to jump on over there and, you know, maybe, you know, play some music and get into the early 2000s mood. Because guess what? We're coming back next week for season three. Yes, yes it is season three. One of my favorite seasons of Degrassi is where all the shit starts to go down. And um, we're coming back for another two parter father figure um in so many the fathers. synopsis for so many fathers and a lot of dads a lot of dad stuff so many um, father issues. figure <laughs> synopsis for that one the simpson nelson household prepares for the arrival of the new baby when spike announces that she wants to have a home birth of course she does on the first day of the new school year emma becomes irritated that people keep mistaking her as snake's daughter so she decides to ditch school with craig and find her real father shane mckay oh yes. shit Yes. Oh, when shit. she does ultimately, yes, we are having a <laughs> junior high flashback. Um, when she does ultimately find him, she is not prepared for what she sees. Meanwhile, Spinner is having a hard time finding the perfect gift for Paige and decides to get her a new locker. He starts a chain of locker swapping, which lands him in trouble with both Paige and Mr. Radich. Ah, teen antics. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. There's like, I mean, like, I obviously know all the episodes we're recapping but like i like when you read those synopsis i'm like oh shit that's the one we're doing next week oh gosh <laughs> yeah season three is like when like all i oh, cannot I'm wait to, so to jump into these episodes because this is like excited. i mentioned this last episode 
this is like when I started watching the uh-huh. show, like as it was airing. So it was like, I'm like, I can't wait. This is like my era of Degrassi. It's just like, fuck yes. Because these are like, these are when the big episodes are happening. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. They definitely up the ante um, in this season. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I think it's when, I think there's definitely the season, I think it's already been happening, but this is definitely the season where the show feels way more like just a teen drama and less like kind of after school, especially. It feels like we really are like hitting the ground running with like, all the all the stuff yes very much so I'm oh excited. shit season three is when oh my god i didn't realize because season three is kind of long uh-huh. and i just realized that there is um a, a thing happens in season three i thought happened in season four and i'm like oh it's this one okay yes wait concerning Can't which wait. character terry oh shit <laughs> It's this season, yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize it was this season. Thought it was, um, it was four, but that was season three, which makes Dang. sense because season four is when the other thing happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. yeah. I feel like okay. season season uh, three, we're we're building a lot of foundations for like the big big things to happen in future episodes. So it's mm-hmm. good shit. Yep. Um, so yes, keep listening. Thank you so much for being amazing listeners, for reaching out to us, for being consistently supportive of the podcast. Um, like yeah. I said earlier, be sure to share the show with people, you know, people who love Degrassi, people who, didn't, who don't know about Degrassi, but it's like, this is a good place to start because we, we exactly. dig into everything. Yes. And we should have a bonus coming out sometime soon. That'll oh, happen. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bo show. Absolutely. Bonus for sure. So be sure to also hop over to the Solid Listen Patreon so you can get access to our bonuses as well as the bonuses of other amazing podcasts on this network. Exactly. And we've got some cool. we've got some fun guests coming up in in future episodes, which I'm excited about. We sure do. But as always, uh, take care of yourself and we'll catch you later, broomheads. Bye, broomheads. <laughs>